Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our teaching team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion, to which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to expand in faith, hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because they anchor us in something which can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. Cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. A reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, So as Sarah Lightbody mentioned earlier in the service, Advent marks the beginning of the church calendar. Uh, I love that it starts in winter. I love that it starts in darkness. And Advent means arrival. But because it's not just a day, because it's a season, it teaches us to wait for the light to come into the dark places in our lives and in the world. So it's, it's an opportunity to be really, really honest about some of those places that feel hopeless, that feel dark, that feel like there's all questions and no answers. And as much as we are a community of people that would say we love mystery and we love uncertainty, there's also moments where you want an answer, amen? (laughs) Where you want some clarity, where you want the next step to be clear in front of you. So Advent is a real season where we can hold both of those things, both the lack of clarity (laughs) lack of light, lack of hope, with a sense that 
because this season happens every single year and because we've seen light break through the cracks of darkness in our lives in the past and because God, the God who is always making all things new, amen, then there is hope that can come. So Advent is a time to wait for new beginnings. We're a church that talks about new beginnings all the time. We exist, we say, to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere. But new beginnings almost always start in the dark. (laughs) And I kind of hate that, but I also kind of love that because if they started in the light, then you would just engineer and control them. You would take over. I would take over. But when they start in the darkness, when a new beginning starts in the darkness, it allows you to put your faith and hope and trust in God that is making all things new, not you. Not your control, not your lists, not your ability to get things done, not your ability to achieve things. But in God who makes all things new and who starts new beginnings. So Advent teaches us how to wait in the darkness, and it's a season to create space for new life to come. So hopefully you saw the link in the email this last week. And by the way, if you're not on our weekly email, just email us at hellowest at genesisgov, and you'll get our weekly email that has links to all of our activities and all of our things. But um, one of the resources that we're releasing this Advent to create space for you to listen to God is our Advent Reflections. And so each week, my wife Mary and her melodious voice (laughs) that's so rich and good is going to do a reading. We released the last one on Thursday, and so we'll release the the next one each week leading into the next Sunday of Advent by at least Thursday. So you can create space for that. Um, But I believe Advent, the season of waiting in the darkness, learning to wait for new beginning, corresponds perfectly with the season that we find ourselves in as a church community. If you were at our recent congregational meeting, either online or in person here, you heard us really talk about the things we love about Genesis, the things that mark our community, but also the things that we're missing in this season, the things that we're hoping for, longing for. And you heard us say things like, it feels like we're not in a crisis of identity about who we are, but we might be in a season of discerning how we gather together. It's reality. Just look around the room that as people have moved through this pandemic, they have different rhythms of connecting with church. And they're asking, how is it that I want to connect with church these days? It's not just our church, it's churches everywhere. So we are choosing to be a courageous place and not just pretend that nothing is happening and that nothing has changed in our society about church. We're choosing to name it out loud and to embrace it and even to create space to ask questions about how might we need to change in order to embrace the new beginning that seems to be in front of us. So uh, we're going to take the month of December to listen and learn together through sermons and Uh, through listening circles and just by emailing and listening to each other. And then in January, we may change the way we worship together for a season so that we can create more space. Uh, We don't have answers to that, but we want to name out loud the questions that we're asking each other as a staff, as an elder team, and as a community. So we want to hear from each other. We want to hear from God so that we might begin to know what this new beginning is going to look like. 
And so if you're a real lectionary nerd, and I mean a real lectionary nerd, you will notice that the passage that was read was not from the week, from the Revised Common Lectionary readings this week. That's because, um, because we're in this moment that we're in, uh, we were in an elder meeting and one of our elders, Cassandra, said, well, wait a minute, you know, we're talking about trying to discover who we are and we're waiting in the darkness. Doesn't Mary, the mother of Jesus, doesn't she teach us a whole lot about that? Like, couldn't we follow her journey and maybe learn something about what it would mean to lean into this new beginning? And I was just like, bing, bing, bing. Yes, Cassandra, such wisdom. And so we're going to follow Mary's journey during these weeks of Advent. Uh, and we're going to tie it directly to where we are as a church. And hopefully we're, we're going to trust her as a trustworthy guide, following her as she created space to give birth to Jesus. We're going to learn to listen to God through her story, and we're going to listen to each other as we anticipate this new beginning together. Okay? So I just wanted us all to be on the same page about that. So lean in, participate, not just today, but throughout these next weeks. So let's get to Mary's story. Uh, this bizarre meeting between her and an angel, and she's probably 14 years old at this point, right? Oh my goodness. And she was doing the things that she did every single day. She finally collapsed in bed. She got woken up by an angel, and the first words were, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Greetings, one that is graced. Greetings, one that is blessed. The Lord is with you. So I, I think one of the first things we need to learn and remember as we're anticipating a new beginning, whether it's your own life or us as a church. And by the way, I, I hope this, these messages, and today especially, speaks personally to any of you who are experiencing a new beginning. But the first lesson we learn from Mary is that as we wait in the darkness, we're not alone. Somehow the very God for whom we're waiting to arrive waits with us. Whoa. The very God for whom we're waiting to arrive, to bring light in the darkness, waits with us and waited with Mary. And I loved Mary's honest questions. And did you love her questions? Whoa, I'm going to have a baby. How will this be? <laughs> a critical event has not occurred in my life yet. And, and then she asked more questions. And then at the end, she said, let it be unto me. And so there's this consenting to a new beginning that we'll talk about. But the first thing that you have to know, whether it's a personal new beginning, it feels like you're waiting in the darkness, maybe for a diagnosis for a loved one, maybe it's a, a, a relational crisis that has just emerged over the last few weeks and you don't know how it's going to play out in terms of the holidays with your family. When you're waiting in the dark and you don't see the cracks of light coming, you need to know that as you wait for God, God waits with you. Amen? Now, maybe that's just a, like maybe the only way you can believe that is by someone else believing it for you. <laughs> okay? Maybe that's the only way you can believe that. Maybe you don't believe that, and that's an okay place to be. Maybe there's people in this room and, and on, online that can say, you know, whew, I've had that happen to me before. I, I, I do believe that. But first, I'll play question. 
uh, as a community, we think about the seven and a half years of our life, starting at Sabus JCC in 2014, moving to this beautiful sanctuary in Robbinsdale. How have we seen God with us as a community together up until now? All play question. You can use the chat if you're online. You can just shout it out here in the room. How have we seen God with us? Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. How we're united. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I love it. Yes, through donuts, Michelle said the kids would say. Yeah, thanks, Pam. Back in March 2020, we had a staff meeting. We realized, oh my goodness, for two or three weeks, we're going to have to go online. Like, how's that going to work? And I remember going back and forth and like, should we say two weeks or three weeks? And some are saying like, three weeks sounds way too long. We can't say three weeks, got to say two weeks. And then somehow, even through a crazy event, a Zoom bomb that happened, that was so awful. But even after that, we, we found this kind of gorgeous intimacy on Zoom together for those of you that were with us back then. There was just a sense of togetherness. Allie. Kids sermons. I would agree 100%. I mean, remember when that started coming out and it was like the thing that people looked forward to the most every Sunday was that kids sermon? Yes. What else? Um, I'm, I'm catching up online here. Rachel says the embracing of newcomers and making them feel as if they've been here all along. And she is a newcomer, so that's fun to hear. Thanks, Rachel. Anything else? Well, I think, again, Mary is going to teach us that, especially in this next move, uh, God, you have to remember that God is with you and that God likes you, not just loves you. Greetings, favored one. God likes you. The second thing I think we learn from Mary comes from verse 30. Do not be afraid, Mary. Now, the translation of this really is better said, in your fear, do not run away from this. That's a better translation. In your fear, do not run away from this. Because how, how do you do when someone tells you not to be afraid? Oh, don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. Don't tell me what to do. Right? I think if we're going to learn how to wait in the dark for a new beginning to emerge, it's okay to be afraid. We don't have to pretend to be brave. Moses was terrified before he said what he said to Pharaoh back in the story that we read in Exodus. Rahab, remember her? The woman that saved the spies, the woman that Jesus is descended from. She was terrified when she hid those spies in her house. And even Jesus, even Jesus was afraid as he prayed in the garden on the night that he was executed. So it's okay to be afraid. But in your fear, try your best to hold your ground. 
Hold your ground. Here's another all play question. Would you like to name any fears out loud as we enter into this new beginning as a community? Name any fears out loud. It's okay to be afraid. As Elizabeth Gilbert says, fear just doesn't get to drive the car (laughs) or control the radio station. Was that it? What are some fears we might name? Yeah, the ongoing pandemic, Jason, and the new variant that we're reading about this week. And, you know, I just about lost it, but like all of you did. What else? Okay, online. um, From Matt, I think this is this question, non-traditionally, from worshiping on a stage to sharing a church, remembering keep church weird. Okay, I think that's from the beginning. What have we seen God with us? And then Elizabeth, that will always be comparing to the way it used to be. Yes, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Um, From Rachel, fear there won't be weekly sermons. They're life-giving. Yes, thank you, Rachel. Uh, What else? Just naming some fears. It's okay to name them. That relief won't come. Thanks, James. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, thanks. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. That'll feel so different that... And that change will cause loss. Yeah. Maybe more people... (laughs) Leaving. Yeah. Thanks, Enoch. This church might not survive. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thanks for naming that. What else? It's okay to name fear. That we try to run things. Oh, that we try the wrong things. Yeah. That we just, hey, let's brainstorm. Hey, woo. What else? Well, verse 30 also says, Mary, don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. So this, re- this repetition, Mary, you forgot maybe that I greeted you by saying, I'm with you and you're favored. And so one way fear speaks out loud is by saying you're not liked by God. You're not favored by God. There's something wrong with you. So I think we need to believe deep down in our soul that God is not only with us, but God is for us. That we've found favor with God. And I think this is different (laughs) than hashtag blessed. (laughs) I think it means there's an opportunity to boldly face reality and to not just try a bunch of things, but to really listen to what God is saying. I think God favoring us means that whatever happens, we're hidden with Christ and God. There are realities in our lives that we cannot control. And there are seasons in our lives where we just want things to go back to the way they used to be. And it is a wise and courageous person that embraces what is, embraces it with a group of people 
and moves forward together into a future boldly daring to hope. Verse 31, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you'll name him Jesus. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? (laughs) I just love this bold question. It's not a new beginning if you can imagine ahead of time what it will be. Can I get an amen on that one, you guys? It's not a new beginning if you can imagine ahead of time what it will be. And I love the question, how can this be since we've never done this before, right? We've never done a pandemic before. We've never tried to do church hybrid and you know online. And uh, I mean, just honestly, I'll never forget the guy who was helping us set up our cameras and set up Zoom and do this hybrid thing. And he goes, awesome, you want to do hybrid? It's how to do both things worse, <laughs> live and online. <laughs> and I was like, that's hopeful. Wow. We've never done it before. And so we're going to move forward asking a question, how can this be? Since what you're saying is going to happen, we can't yet imagine. It's not a new beginning. If you can imagine ahead of time what it will be. New beginnings are surprising, and many times they seem unbelievable. And as the new beginning begins to take shape, we have to sit with the incredulity of it and ask, how can this be? And when you're sitting in that moment, that's when you really need what comes next in Mary's story. Verse 36, and now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And in the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, yea, for nothing will be impossible with God. So right as Mary is feeling probably very alone, I'm pregnant now, what's going to happen to my engagement? Because this is not something I can explain. Who's going to be with me? Who can I share my joys and sorrows and pains with? I love that she gets a mentor and a friend to walk with her in it. Elizabeth is also pregnant. And this is the sixth month for her. So she's a little ahead of the game. And don't you need someone that's a little ahead of the game when you're facing something new? Isn't it so great to get with someone a little further ahead than you are? That's what Mary gets with Elizabeth. And she didn't even ask for it. She just gets it. When you walk into a new beginning, not only will God be with you, but God will send partners, mentors, and allies who are also walking into new beginnings to be with you as you courageously walk into your new beginning. I just believe that that's true. No matter what happens, when you're embarking on something new, I believe, as Paulo Coelho says, the universe conspires with you to help you get what you need and what you want. And you can translate the word universe for God. God works hard to send you help when you're in a season like this. So here's the third all play question. What resources are you hoping will be provided for us in this season? What kinds of Elizabeths that are just a little bit down the line from us are you hoping that will be provided for us? I want to notice something right now. It's so hard to imagine this question. That's why there's silence in the room. Resources? I didn't even think about that. 
we're so conditioned to go it alone. We're so conditioned to think we have to figure this out on ourselves. We have to figure it out by ourselves. And we are all on our own. I just don't think that is a good posture. (laughs) That there are people, organizations, mentors, allies, friends that are also walking this road that will help us. And I know that that's true because I have a lot of friends who are pastors and other leaders who are facing the same questions. Lastly, verse 38, when then Mary said, this is the last part of this section, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. So the last little movement beyond knowing that God is with us, beyond knowing that it's okay to be afraid, we just can't run. We can, but in your fear, don't run. That knowing that God is with us and for us, um, that we will get resources that we need. The last thing is um, that you have to give consent to a new beginning. Mary gives consent. I love that. God will never force you to do anything. Your yes is required. And here, here I am, here am I, is essentially means this. It's this phrase that actually many people have said throughout the Hebrew scriptures and even the, new, the newer covenant. Here I am. In Hebrew, it's a phrase called hineni, which essentially means even though I don't know how things will turn out, I'm all in. So the same thing that Moses said is the same, same thing that Mary says. So your participation in a new beginning requires your, your consent to that new beginning. So just notice where you're at with that. You know, is it like this? Is it like this? You know, or maybe it's like one finger loosened, you know, maybe two. And, or, and this is just weird to say, but I hope it sounds hopeful, but this new beginning for some of, some people at Genesis will say, it's not for me. That's okay too. Because consent is required and a community moves toward a yes together. And, but it's almost never unanimous, you know, and that's okay. It's okay. So as we're facing this new beginning, we're, we're going to try to face it out loud. And I can feel the tension in the room. <laughs> I really can. But even that's okay. For me, that's far preferable than just blazing ahead, pretending that nothing has changed. And we can just keep doing the same old, same old and expect a different result. I believe God is inviting us into a new beginning. We just can't see it. And that's why I know it's a new beginning, because we can't see it. (laughs) And the temptation is to engineer it. So my invitation to you online in the room is um, hold the tension. Hold the tension. Write down your questions. Pray about it. Email us. We're going to be paying attention and listening as we think about where we're at as a community. But I want to end by kind of pivoting to you. Maybe you're facing a new beginning. Maybe it's around your relationship with food or your body or therapy. I know some of you have just entered a new job. Maybe it's a relationship that's changed. Maybe it's family issues. And you're looking at this new beginning. 
Here are just some questions to sit with this week. As you look in your past, how have you seen God with you up until now? God has been with you up until now in surprising ways. How have you seen that? And how can you rest in that? Number two, name what you're afraid of. Are you afraid of your family blowing up because this new thing happened? Or because someone's going to say something at Christmas or someone did say something at Thanksgiving and it ruined everything? Or you're in a new situation relationally and you don't know how it's going to turn out? You're alone and you don't want to be? What are you afraid of? And then what resources might you need to pursue Get that imagination going. What resources, what Elizabeths might you need to pursue so you don't feel so alone? And then, have you given your consent to this new beginning? Have you given your consent to this new beginning? I think that's an important one. You can pretend that things haven't changed in your life. Or you can say, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's going to happen. But let it be unto me, just as you said, even though I don't know what it is. Here, here am I, Hineni. Um, Reagan Granger says, I'm so impressed with how this church can face a new beginning out loud. Most churches don't or won't do that. Yeah. And I, I really want to thank our elders for pressing into that, honestly. And then Elizabeth agreed, Reagan, it's refreshing and uncomfortable at the same time, and I think both are needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, uncomfortable. All right, but we can do this uncomfortable together. We really can, I really believe that. So deep breath in, let it out. Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any, any questions or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscov.org.